Hey gang, Future Evan here. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the trial episode of the Weird Question Podcast. Um, just want to give you a quick uh, trigger warning for the second question. There's a little bit of a talk about violence against animals. Uh, so if you're sensitive to that, please skip it. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but in the description below, we'll have the uh, timestamps if you want to avoid that. Um, if not, you just know that the seagulls will win and Connor's a liar. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Money where your doctor it is. All right. Um, it's not in psychoanalysis. Uh, well. All right. Uh, Evan, you had. Pigs and bells. Yeah. And they got wings on their head and they're fighting over bells. So I'm going to say that you are concerned about your baser urges trying to, trying to make themselves known in the world and obvious for other people and they're flying away from you which is unlikely so you've you think that you have problems other people don't you can't control them and they're becoming unhideable all right and aaron you like elephants a lot is last year's homemade pumpkin beer called, I think, the 11th hour... No, Stroke of Midnight. That's what we went with. Kind of a Cinderella motif attaching to the pumpkin vibes and everything. That's uh, cute. Spices and such. Yeah. And it was <laughs> ready last year as of December, well past pumpkin beer drinking season, so now I'm enjoying it instead. Good for you. And I'm glad that you've got leftovers and that it doesn't like go bad yeah yeah the nice thing about it is that it used to taste like dirt and then for some reason it stopped tasting that way and now it <laughs> tastes like pumpkin beer cool so sometimes your failures aren't failures you just need to wait until they stop being failures how is the iced coffee blonde from blue moon i've seen it many a time but blue moon doesn't put out the fun samplers that they used to it's really good it tastes like a really creamy coffee that's what you want <laughs> excuse me <laughs> what Something. what uh and aaron's got a, a grapefruit seltzer down below grapefruit is terrible that was a bad idea I don't agree that it's terrible, but I don't think we have a ton of claws. No, all I could find was grapefruit in there. Probably because it's Lauren's least favorite. Okay. Connor's like correct. Really <laughs> yes. Oh. Fitz, can I show you something crazy? Hmm. Oh, I don't know where I know that from, but I know I know it. Yeah, because I wore them when I went to Oregon, and then I've been texting you every now and then for the past, since I've been to Oregon, of like, hey, did I leave my other sock there? Do you have my other sock? I do not have your other sock, now. No, no, because it was in the Hollywood video bag, and for some reason, Leah just found it the other day. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, knew it was Oregon related. Nice pair of socks. Thank you. They're actually a collaboration with Rihanna. <laughs> Love that. Right? Leah thinks that they're a knockoff. I think, th I think they're the, the legitimate article. Mm -hmm. 
They're like Listen, 15, I, I, I want to believe. I want to believe. So I'm gonna. Sweet. So yeah, so like I was trying to explain before, uh, you went to get a beverage, and then I got distracted doing audio shit. Uh, we're just vibe checking. We're hanging out. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for us to just feel out, hanging out as friends, and like figure out if we want to like the kind of structure that um, we want to put to this. I know I explained it to each of you what I was thinking, and I got neutral to positive from both of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm pretty uh, sure that I put in a positive vibe. So, Connor, you know, the I... process of elimination tells me. <laughs> okay, we were at dinner. I was waiting for my tacos. Evan was like, "Let's finish talking about this before we eat the tacos," and I was like, "Bro." I was waiting for my tacos. I ordered my tacos and got them fucking 45 seconds later. Oh my god, the tacos actually came out within like 10 minutes of us ordering and we're like... Both times. Okay. They're still pretty good. But um, it was kind of impressive. Uh, But like, I don't know. Even with like the 90 minute limit, I was like, uh, I kind of want to be at dinner for longer than like half an hour. Felt a little rushed with how fast the tacos came out. But anywho. The cucumber margarita that Aaron had was good. How do you oh, feel yeah. about... Do you like cucumber in a cocktail? I do. I, I do, yeah. I've actually... Uh, I've, I infused a vodka with cucumber just to make that Ooh. happen more in my life. That sounds really good. Yeah. And saying when you say I infused a vodka with cucumber, it sounds a lot better than I dropped some cucumbers in a bottle of vodka for a while and then I took the vodka out and now it tastes like cucumbers. Yep. Yep. Uh, when I worked at Shima, Alicia would have um, just vodka bottles stuffed in the in the liquor room, just with fruit chilling out in them. Yeah, and you look at it like, wow, that's pretty cool. How do you do that? And it's like, you got a bottle, you got a vodka, you got a fruit, just put them in the bottle. And then <laughs> taste it in a couple of days, and if it's ready, great. And if it's not... Taste it in a couple of days, and if it's ready, great. And if not, you taste it in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is just how it's going to go. Like, I think it feels awkward right now because I know that there's a robot named Craig staring at my soul right now recording Craig is everything. not helping. <laughs> no, Craig, Craig is weird. Uh, Craig's in the way. But hang on Sir. a second. There we go. Show. I'm turning off my non-video participants, so how do you don't forget about Craig. How do... Disa- disable video? Upper right-hand corner, triple dot. Ah. Show non-video participants. You uncheck that bad boy. Ooh. And Craig, ah, thing yes. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Now I just got to need to remember to have Craig stop recording later. That could be embarrassing. Right? Just all, just all the, the, the sounds of, of me just... Doing whatever I do on the computer. I don't appreciate how much space you left there for the imagination. <laughs> Imagine it, Connor. It's a lot tamer than whatever you're thinking. Uh, I just hope Craig doesn't enjoy it. So. I've never seen this room before of yours, Connor. This is the guest room slash office. Because we don't oh, have okay. that many guests in the age of isolation. Mm-hmm. Evan, you will notice in the background the 
books that I deliberated buying at Goodwill and the whole yes. set. They make a very nice background, I think. They really do. <laughs> you almost Can't look cultured. I almost do. Until you zoom in closer and it's like, children's books from 1920s. <laughs> and I think, mm, there's no way you read those. <laughs> They're probably racist. <laughs> uh, I do read you have... some of one. I'm pretty sure there was some racism. Uh, were you... Was... Were you? Sorry, go on. I was going to say, it was, it was nice racism. It was refreshing because it was just like <laughs> uh, a stereotype about this one person instead of like... And you're like, oh... That's a problem that can be solved by addressing that issue with that one person instead of real life racism, which is like subtle and under the under the surface. And you don't notice until you pay lots of attention. And it's hard to do that because you'd really rather not. And how are you supposed to fix that? I don't know, dude. Have have I told you about the Pearl? Uh, the book that we had to read in for freshman year of high no, school. No, no, no. The dirty one. No, you have not mentioned. So the Pearl is something that Leah Nicole, my partner, Leah Nicole, uh, purchased at a Goodwill. It is oh yeah a collection of uh, it. It is a collection of serialized smut from uh, like Europe. With we we're assuming French, mm-hmm. but who knows? And it's just like full of limericks and dirty stories and poems, and. Um, we only ever went through it one night. Moynihan got blasted and was started reading it. And, you know, he'd do accents and stuff. And my favorite part was he'd be reading the limerick. And then halfway through, he'd just go, nope, not saying that. And you always <laughs> knew it was an N-word. Fun. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think there aren't that many people I know who would enjoy a dirty limerick more than a drunk Moynihan. <laughs> Yeah, I we have we uh, have all of the stuff recorded. Leah won't share it with me. She knows I will do evil with it. <laughs> you know what you should have done is you should have uh, prepped the Max Bemis N word substitute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have been good. Well, we didn't know it was going to be overtly racist. We didn't know it was going to be even like sub subvert is subvertly the opposite of overtly. Covert. Subtly? Covert. Uh, ah. I was like, um, not uh, Covertly yeah. racist. We didn't know it was going to be racist. But people are shit. You know, you can't even read a nice dirty limerick anymore without people <laughs> ruining it with their prejudices. The damn French. <laughs> well, that Aaron's being racist now. Against the French? Yeah, they're mean. They're white. You can't be racist against them. I don't have a, I don't have a snappy comeback. It's I tried. just it's so true. That that's it. You've just got to stop and like, oh yeah. It yeah. sound I delivered it like a joke, but there was some truth in there. No, no, that, there was no, also no. some untruth in there, like any good statement. Right. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, yeah. So, I guess the first question of the night is. How you been? Uh, let's start with Connor. <laughs> you been up to? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. This was uh, first week back in school and back in my new uh, practicum placement, so I'm 
not doing therapy this time around. It's all writing papers and doing tests and things, which is going to be kind of a change. But uh, my supervisors are really chill, like so mm-hmm. chill. I wonder if they've ever done this before, which is weird because I know they have. I know they have supervised students for years and years, but it's just like so relaxed. Like, oh, OK, well, so I'm going to go like do a thing for a while. You want to come? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, I, I, I've only just met you, and you're my boss, basically. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, i got to go do this other thing, so I, like, I'll, I'll meet up with you later. And it's all, like, first names, and I don't have to call any of them doctor. It's very strange. Uh, and then in class, I get to learn how to give the Rorschach, which is pretty exciting, because I used to think that was complete garbage. It's not? It actually might not be. Wait, what I'm is waiting. that? The Rorschach is the, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, what is this picture looks like uh, my mother stealing my penis. Like, the the Rorschach test. Okay. Can you inkblot Evan? Yeah, can you you pull, can you share a screen, pull one up, and and Aaron and I will say what we think they are? (laughs) Absolutely I will, because it's on Uh, Wikipedia. This unpack is, us! Unpack this us! This is great. We we are we are we are pretending to do a podcast, which is an oral medium, and we're oh. we're our first fucking thing is a vis, is reliant on visuals. Hey hey, play along at home, folks. We'll give you some time. Just, <laughs> yes. it's, it's just Wikipedia. I promise. I think they're all on there. Link uh, in the description. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're all there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, here we go. All right, so I'm gonna. Excuse me. Share, All right, share that. Uh, are we gonna? Are we doing the same one, or like we're just gonna get different <laughs> cards? Uh, Evan, you do the first one. Aaron, you take number two. Um, and this is not even close to a formal administration of the Rorschach test. So, Evan, tell me one oh, or where is it? Is uh, it in the chat? In in the stream. Oh, show now video participants so I can watch the stream. Move. Right to the next one. All right. You got it? Okay, I see it. All right. Yeah, tell me uh, at least two things, maybe three, that you see in this. Um, it, I see two identical swine with, like, wings on their heads uh, wrestling over a giant bell. Isn't a swine a pig? Yeah. I yeah. see yeah. it. Okay. All right, what else uh, you got? Do- what what else do I got? Yeah, at least one other thing. Um, out of the n- negative space, I just see a bunch of eyes. Just a bunch of triangular eyes. How very interesting. Hmm. Uh, alrighty, Aaron, you get the next one. Okay. That's Rorschach. <laughs> I... <laughs> I see great hair, like 10 out of 10 it's, hair. It's very uh, Leonardo actually. DiCaprio hair. Yeah, he could be a 90s heartthrob, easily. Um, Popped collar to 80s heartthrob. I'm really seeing multi-generational just <laughs> style here. This hunk so, is timeless. He is, he is. All right, this is number two. Aaron, what do you see? I see a pair of lungs. Okay. Um, I see two elephants, like, kissing trunks with each Uh, other, and 
I think that's pretty, that's my answer. Okay, is that all one summary of the image? Man, I see a lot of stuff on this one. Um, no, I feel like I saw lungs at first. I think just from like the upper red parts made me think of it. And then the elephants were completely separate. I'm kind of looking at it as like two very different. I'm looking at like two pictures within one picture. Gotcha. Okay, so then take that. That's all one interpretation. Now give me a whole second one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and for those of you following along at home, our gads and gads of listeners, uh, this is the one with the black, and it's got red splotches on the top, and at the middle and the bottom, it had a couple of red dots in the there's black a, there's a, There is a title at the bottom of your screen. Uh, it's number two. It's the second one. <laughs> Okay, going from, I'm kind of riffing off of Evan here with the negative space thing, I see like a moth. And that that's my second one, because I'm still just seeing elephants kissing trunks, really. It's, I can't get past that. All right, fair, fair. Hey, hey, listen, elephants are a good interpretation. All right, Evan, what do you see here? Oh, wait, hold on, wait. I thought we, I thought we, you psychoanalyze us now. We each do one. Oh, I'm supposed to psychoanalyze you? I don't know. I thought so. Oh, I, I thought you're. I, I've only taken the. This is just the first class in a Fucking whole Fucking nut semester. over. Shut up, dude. Oh, I thought oh. he was gonna psychoanalyze us too. Money where uh, your doctor it is. All right. Um, it's not in psychoanalysis. Uh, I, well. T- all right. Uh, Evan, you had pigs and bells. Yeah, and they got yep. wings on their head. And they're fighting over bells. So I'm going to say that you are concerned about your baser urges trying to f- trying to make themselves known in the world and obvious for other people, and they're flying away from you, which is unlikely. So you you think that you have problems other people don't. You can't control them, and they're becoming unhideable. This feels very... Um... Uh, horoscopy to me where that's vague enough to work yep that's what i was going for (laughs) all right and aaron you like elephants a lot i do i do like elephants a lot so now that you've been psychoanalyzed it's two bears high-fiving i was kind of seeing high-fiving too but i felt like going with like animals high-fiving because i see like someone taking like a knee and then high-fiving like with the knee but i was like i feel like that's too Similar to elephants kissing. But then, like, these look like eyes and, like, a scary moaning face. Oh. That's what I get there, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, my two interpretations. So what was fun about my first class was that I got to, I wrote down all my things. Yeah. Um, So I can interpret my own stuff later on once I know how to actually do this. This feels masturbatory. And And, uh, for uh, number two, yeah, it's a lot of navel gazing. For uh, number two, I saw two statue people high-fiving each other, and they had uh, flame heads that were off from their body. And they were coming in with their shins batting against each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I also saw a yawning stone mask. Cool. Hmm. Neat. These are neat. It's fun. It is fun. If anybody wants to do it, just write it down for yourself and then try to figure out what it means. Mm. And, 
etc cetera, etc cetera. anyway yeah so it's it's at least fun, like it's interesting you know so that's that's gonna be my class which i'm kind of pumped about because at the very least i get to uh uh do the horoscopy thing and then decide whether or not i actually like it or think that it's worth anything in real life at the end of it cool uh do you want to go do you want me to say something what's the question how you been oh god <laughs> it's been a week it's only friday um is it friday it is fucking shit okay it's been a week since like monday um i'm currently going through for those of them for those people jesus what <sighs> i'm fried it's okay. um for those that don't know i recently turned 25 so my quarter life crisis has started this <coughs> week i'm very excited how optimistic of you to think that you're gonna live to be 100 i you know I'm trying to trying to keep the dream alive but not you after 100 years i we'll see how that goes <laughs> uh, climate change is going to take us out in like seven years i'm not making it to then um so it's been a fun week work is kind of crazy i'm feeling a little stir crazy from covid um a little bit like oh shit i was 23 when this pandemic started and now i'm 25 and officially in my mid-20s and that doesn't sit right with me um so it's been it's been a week but we are powering through and it'll all be fine soon chill is in the air pumpkin beers are pouring in oregon we're getting there Sweet. we're getting there but i had tacos tonight that was good love a taco so um yeah like for me uh shit's been fine um i've mostly just been like consuming media that I, that's the only really worthwhile thing to talk about so um i've been playing mother three which i've told you about connor but aaron mm -hmm. basically uh you know it's it, jrpg you know what that means no it's uh turn-based like video game um mm -mm. Okay, right, everybody everybody is angry at each other and they're standing in a line on one side and then on the other and they wait and give each other a fair it's like a slap contest basically you go like all right now you slap me and then they do okay. it's like all right now i slap you and then you do that until somebody falls down i love it but a video game okay and magic yeah. sometimes instead of slapping the other person you put a band-aid on your cheek but then they get to slap you again right after that. Connor had me, then he lost me. That's how you heal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically you just follow the story of a little crybaby named Lucas. And um, it's the weirdest freaking thing. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Um, like It starts with you and your twin brother wrestling dinosaurs. And um, I don't want to say anything because uh, I don't want to spoil stuff for Connor. But it's like... It's just a very interesting, bizarre game. Um, like, one of one of my missions was go to a club. It's like a, a club? Yeah, like like a discotheque. Weird. Yeah, and you, you watched a band play. Hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's just really bizarre and neat. Um, there's a lot of weirdness. I don't want to get into it because I really don't want to ruin it for Connor. But it's really good, but it's also miserable. Mm -hmm. It's really fun, charming, funny, cute, and also devastating. Like, I, I did a thing last night 
and some big plot stuff happened, and I'm just like, I'm sad before bed now. Awesome. Um, other than that, I've been just reading a lot of comics. Uh, so the one that I want to talk about is called Neko Ramen, and it is a oh, hang basically... Hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to guess. I want to guess first. Okay. It, ramen makes me think slice of life, but that's too easy, and it doesn't explain Neko. Uh, is it somebody who is they live in an alternative world where all restaurants serve nothing but candy Excuse and you've got to come up with a creative new way of serving candy and this person decided to take neko wafers and serve them as soup in Ooh. a neko broth yes i hate how close you are <laughs> so neko ramen is what it says on the tin it is a basically a, a serialized like Sunday funny like newspaper comic strip about Taisho the cat who owns a ramen shop and he's just always trying to do bizarre new ways to like make different ramen to attract new customers and he's always trying to um, uh, make better curry and just really it just the antics that befall like the last one that I saw there was a ramen bowl and it was, oh, this is great. Like, just rice with ramen toppings. And uh, Taisho goes to the customer who's, uh, the regular customer whose name I don't know. He's like the viewpoint character, the, the stand-in for us. Uh, he's like, no, you got to think bigger than that. All the rice are just like tiny chopped up pieces of ramen noodles. It's just a very bizarre, very cute, funny comic um i'm really enjoying it there's like one scene where like he sees a, he sees a cat walking out around mm -hmm. and it, it was just like taisho without his gear on um like it's i can't explain it because visual medium but it's really cute and funny i, I like it a lot i got it for two dollars i can't complain about that so just been been so i don't know that's my stuff is there any like media that you guys have been doing that you want to talk about i have something. aaron that looks like a no i'm like the newest season of the bachelor of bachelor in paradise started i've skipped most of it i watched episode one and then i was like it came out that it's two it's four hours every week two hours on monday two hours on tuesday and i was like lauren i can't i can't i'll pop in every now and then but i absolutely cannot that's a lot of bachelor it's way too much Bachelor. And then we're currently watching Outer Banks Season 2. What is that? Oh my god, it's so good. It's like this like bad but good Netflix show. Okay. And it's about this group of like teenagers in Outer Banks, North Carolina? I one of the Carolinas. I don't know geology. Me neither. That's the one with the shapes and shit, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> I can't tell whether or not at what point that started being a joke. Good. Or if it ever was one. <laughs> Keeping you on your toes, Fitz. <laughs> but, so it's season two, but essentially the main point is like this guy and his friends and then his like girlfriend are like going after treasure, like billions of dollars of gold that like went down on this like ship that the guy, that the main character's father was like looking for his entire life and then got murdered over. So he's like trying to avenge his father while finding the gold 
and then he finds out who like killed his dad and who has the gold and then they frame him for murdering a cop and then the 17 year old like runs away to the Bahamas gets like what's it called when oh. you get extradited, extradited. he gets extradited back to like anti-deported um, <laughs> they let him back in open arms to North Carolina and then they sentenced him to the death penalty I'm like can you sentence this minor to the death penalty who knows it's the south so that's kind of where we're at but then like this one guy oh my god he was like the interim sheriff because like they framed him for killing like the actual sheriff at in season one um like the entire time you're like a cab a cab like fuck this guy like he has the murder weapon he knows john b is innocent fuck this guy like he's just working to get he like calls the fbi on the rich white dude and like takes the rich family down and exonerates john b oh my god i was like shoot my favorite police officer never thought i'd say that that's where i'm at um so that's good it's exciting it's like a fast-paced like treasure hunt show it's very fun that sounds right. like it would be hard to pull off but it sounds pretty pretty strong like for a teen netflix show they actually do a very good job with it so it's just ridiculous enough to work my question is I, so i don't really watch any tv that's not animated of some sort mm-hmm. um and I only know stuff tangentially through, I think, videos that Leah's thrown on mm-hmm. in the background. How Riverdale-y is this? Not. Okay. Um, this is, like, the one... Because I don't... I mean, you know, I don't really watch, like, TV or do anything. Yeah. I was, like, stoked when this dropped. Um, It's, like... It's not cheesy the way Riverdale is. It's not, like, kind of cringy. Okay. Like, and it should be, but it's not. All right. I'm just curious, like, what do you think, like, makes it them pull it off? Like, what what is that? What's the secret the sauce? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron break, break down board, boardroom um, focus groups. Yeah, do Aaron, I'm so, I'm so glad we, we got a hold of you so that you can give us an in-depth <laughs> analysis. Of Outer Banks. So, I think when comparing it to Riverdale, I think Riverdale, which I still do occasionally watch, um, they try to do, I think, too much. They try to throw it back to, like, the Archie comics with, like, the random, like, 50s phones everyone has in their house because no one can have, like, you still need a landline even though it's, like, 2021 and everyone has cell phones or like some of the weird fashion or some of the and then I feel like Riverdale also tries to use like I don't know like cringy teen like language like calling like a couple like end game or like shit like that wait what end game what is like end game mean if someone's like end game it means like in the end they're like supposed to be together like at the end of the game it's you two okay so it's they had Molly Ringwald say Endgame. Call her son and his girlfriend Endgame. Okay. Miss Sixteen that. Candles. Yeah. Is it, sorry? Is this just like a, is it, is this what like OTP has turned into? I guess maybe. Yeah, it's essentially no. the same kind of vibe. 
Well, well, OTP is when you're like, oh, I want you two to go together. But Endgame is like, this is my analysis of how serious you two are. It's not like what you want. Endgame could be a sad thing, I bet. It's like, oh, what's going on with Timmy and Jughead? It's like, oh, dude, they're in the Endgame now. It's like, oh, really? Did not think that they would they would make a good match. Like I don't know, I know, but it's it, it's it's gone too far now. There's no way out. No more exits. They no they stack. they passed the last off ramp. They're in the end game. Cool. I think I understand. I feel like an old man always asking like what is, what words mean what do words mean. There was a time in college I was talking to someone from Jersey in a hallway prior to a class. Yeah. I was sneakily urban dictionarying. <laughs> half of the shit this girl was saying to me because Jersey has its own language and as a URI student I heard it a lot never once understood it she probably thought I was so fucking rude and was like texting people and I was like no I'm trying to actually engage with you but like I need subtitles I need (laughs) footnotes it was so bad oh my I just remember in like a good way she described a party as soupy and I was like I'm out like, is it, like, hot and steamy? It was something like, kind of like that. But I was like, I was like, you're a calm major. Like, this isn't a word. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, when I when I hear things described as soupy, I'm just like, it, like it's soupy out there. Like, it, it's humid. It's, it's thick. Like, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Which, I mean, describes a lot of the college parties that I st- stuck my head into. So I was just like, what is this? But, yeah. But, yeah. So it's not cringy. They're not, like saying stupid language yeah so i think and it's very like it's very modern like the clothing is exactly what you address like today the language is exactly how like 17 year olds would probably talk like because none of us would know none of us would but well connor might he deals with children i'm down with the teens listen i'm hip i gotta be it's part of my job. <laughs> I, I teach them D&D. Is that hip? Yeah, dude. Yeah. D&D is, like, so cool now. Really? Yeah, nerds it, are cool. It's, like, it's cutting-edge cool, where it's not mainstream cool, but it's still yeah. not quite cool enough that it's cool because it's not that cool. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. Um, 17-year-olds suck. <laughs> I don't know how else to, like, psycho... It just... It's good. Okay. Cool. Um, one guy, the, like, one black kid in the show almost got, like, abducted into slavery by some, like, old, rich Charleston lady. Um, this but you believed not, every is, second of it. This is not where this sentence... <laughs> no. You believed every second of it, and you're like, oh my god, Pope is gonna get fucking abducted. It was wild. Um, but no. I don't know. They, like... The show is absolutely absurd, like, a man just blew himself up on his yacht, but, like, it feels so right. It feels so natural. It feels so easy. Okay, Carly Ray. They just, they do it so well, and I don't understand. Cool. But, no, highly recommend. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Connor, you said you had stuff to say before <laughs> we rudely cut you off. No, no, no. I wanted to see if Aaron had something, uh, and I'm glad that I waited. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to a podcast called Story Break for a little while now. Yep. So that's been my now that I've got my my new internship, my practicum is an hour away. 
So I've really got to start doubling down on my podcasts. And so I picked up Story Break, which is uh, these three guys who uh, did video game high school and who also do Dungeons and Daddies, another podcast, oh, which is so cool. I put that down. I should I should listen to that again. I enjoyed that. It is, it's really good. Uh, Dungeons yeah. and Daddies is really good, and so is Story Break. Story, the idea is that uh, uh, two of Aaron, them are sorry. screenwriters. Yeah, go ahead. Dungeons and, Dra- and Daddies is not a BDSM podcast. It's just people play D&D, but they, they role-play as middle-aged dads who are all pretty shitty. Lost my interest when it wasn't some like weird BDSM podcast. Or... Sometimes, Sometimes a, BDSM. a BDSM podcast, yeah. Okay, it was well, actually pretty early on that they actually slipped into the BDSS stuff. How can you not with a name like that? Right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, so uh, two of the three dudes who are doing it are screenwriters. And so it's them in an hour trying to come up with an actually good pitch for a movie or a TV series based on a ridiculous premise. Uh, like... One of the a really compelling one. It it wound up being very uh, artsy sci-fi, kind of like higher concept Moby Dick spoof uh, about a flea. Mm-hmm. And flea? they started off with the premise of like, we need to write a movie about a flea, because apparently uh, Herman Melville, who wrote Moby Dick at one point, said nobody could write a novel about a flea, but I'd wrote a novel about a whale, which is basically scale-wise the size of a flea and the grand scheme of the ocean. So look at me go. And they were like, you know what, Herman Melville? You can suck a fat one because we will write an excellent movie or at least a good pitch for a movie about a flea. And it actually does sound really good. The end idea that they came up with was, okay. Yeah, please. On a spaceship. Cliff notes. They have a variety of experiments going on. One of the people who comes through is has an actual... <laughs> circus which is you, you might they they looked it up and spent like a good 15 minutes just freaking out over the fact that there's there are actual fleas in flea circuses sometimes yeah and it's not I, just a trick of like little tiny machines that are going round and round and such yep uh so one person is a flea circus ringleader and one of the fleas uh I think it, it contracts some kind of disease or one of the fleas is a MacGuffin for some reason. Sure. Uh, it, and it bites somebody and it, it, the blood that it takes is important. So they got to find the flea and then they go through all of these like sh- insane shenanigans on this spaceship of like at one point they're like, you know, it'd be cool if they ran into pirates and uh, they had to deal with that situation and the pirates are on the ship and they can't let them go because if they undo the seal, then the flea could get out. And who knows where this thing is. And we got to make sure that, you know, like we got to capture this thing. We've only got a couple of months because that's how long fleas live. And uh, up until the end where the grand reveal is that this flea circus ringleader is uh, manipulating people back and forth and getting people to drop one by one by uh, mistrusting each other and stealing things and manipulating people. Uh, and seeing the whole ordeal as just like a larger scale expanse of the flea circus that she had been running all along. Uh, And then the flea lives happily ever after because the flea never gets caught and it just like 
It's got all these dead people that I can just suck the blood out of whenever it feels like, until it eventually expires at the end of its long flea life. I'm going to be straight with you. I did not expect this to be good when you said it's about a flea. And, like, I trusted you, but I didn't believe you. <laughs> and I'm a whole hog believer now. Like, I, I kind of want to go listen to that episode just to get the whole deets. It's really interesting. Even if you don't give half of a crap about movies or screenwriting, it's really cool watching their process as they go into the... Like, what are the pieces that we need in this movie? What's important? You know, like, what is what is captivating about a flea? What's important about that? Like, what was it about Moby Dick? Like, the, you know, like what are some elements we can borrow from that to make it an homage, but not just a ripoff? And the way that they go into the different concepts um, is really very interesting. It's entertaining, too, because they're both very funny, and they uh, throw in a bunch of jokes. Sweet. And so is the third guy, also very funny. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. Don't... <laughs> whatever uh I, my brain is goo it's eleven thirty. Mm. um anything else anybody i got That's shit fine. all i'm like uh, no all right cool aaron pick a number one through uh wait for it keep waiting eight okay fine yeah yeah eight is within whatever the numbers are you got me. All right. So uh, the first question of, well, second question, technically, of the night. What type of bread do you identify as? Classic. Ooh. There are many types of breads. Are we talking sandwich bread or, like, does that include Cut. sweet breads? Are we getting into muffins? Cutter. No qualifying questions, baby. You Just know, you, you vibe know, it. You know the one rule. Okay. All right. It's all right. Odd. That's um, a grand variety. All right. Uh, I'll let you think on that. And I guess I'll start unless you have have a knee-jerk reaction. This was the very first weird question I was either asked or asked someone. So I have this one in the bag. That totally tracks for you. Like, yeah. I, I, that that's all I'm gonna think of now. Is like, what's the first weird question that I've come up with? But yeah, go on. Go on I, what? D- talk. Oh, you've got the floor, girl. Well, this was actually one of my. This was my first really long touch base with Mara at work one time. Yep. And it was like June. I was in a Rugrats crop top. I was not happy to be there. Oh, gonna cut you off real fast. Yeah. Did I tell you about the Chucky Finster shirt at Marshalls? Yes, and I'm oh. still mad about it. Okay, cool. Oh, you couldn't find any. No. Oh, shit. Sorry. We're good. Should have bought it for you. Sorry. And Mar. I refused to talk work that day. I mean, I always refuse to talk work. Yeah. And we just, like, came to, like, a dead, like, stop. And I think she was like, so if you were a bread, and I was like, say no more. <laughs> and then we talked for two hours, and then all of a sudden it was 1 p.m., and I was like, I missed a meeting. <laughs> um, But if I were a bread, yes. I would identify as a warm soft dinner roll okay but specifically like one you get at a restaurant obviously so you know they're kind of like buttery naturally and you're so excited when like they show up you're like looking forward to the bread but like you have it you enjoy it it kind of ruins your dinner and you're like oh shit i probably shouldn't have had three dinner rolls but like i'm happy i did 
but like now I'm kind of seeing it was a mistake. So I think it's like it can make a meal, but on its own it can be a lot and like add a little too much to a situation. So like better in moderation, but like you're so excited the entire time you're eating it. You're not full of yourself. I'm a Leo. <laughs> Fair play. All right. So I, I think there was plenty of self-denigration going on in that statement. <laughs> All right, but there, I, there's more. There's more depth and nuance to this. Like you're you're a dinner roll. So like, but what kind are it, it, like? I, this is for me. Like, because I'm thinking of like when our family goes nuts over the dill ones at um, the galley hatch. Because mm-hmm. like, no, so talking... like, do do you have dill? Like, are you do you have are you just served with a side of like refrigerated, ice cold, rock hard bends the knife backwards butter, or do you got some nice like seasoned olive oil at a fancy at a fancy Italian joint? Like, what what's, like, I don't th- I don't think you're you're doing alone. Okay, so, not the butter that they serve with it, but like think of like a Texas Roadhouse roll. Oh, like a fancy butter. But, like, no, that roll specifically. Okay, yep. That bread, I fucking love that Sorry, bread. I'm stuck on butter for some reason. It's okay. <laughs> but then I think I would be, like, a homemade, like, herb butter. Okay. Cool. I can't elaborate nice. on why, because I don't no, know. that's fine. I, that... But Texas Roadhouse roll, fancier butter, Aaron. <laughs> Put Weird. on my tombstone. I, 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 I won't, because I'm going to be dead before you. <laughs> Connor, you take care of it. Right. Yeah. You you yeah. got you got responses or do you want yeah. me to jump in or do you have questions? No, I think I'm ready to go. I I think I, I think I'm there. So I'm I think I'm going to go hang, with hang, I got to I got to stop you real fast. Aaron, do you see the slight like fear in his eyes like what what ha, what have I realized about myself? <laughs> Am I sure this is me? It's a very deep question. Yeah, there, there's definitely a wrong answer, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, canned brown bread. <laughs> That's, I think, going to be my final answer. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say, like, with raisins in it or anything. But, yeah, like, the, the brown bread you, you get in a can. Because uh, some people are going are, are gonna to roll into that and be like, I see a lot of ribs. I don't think this is for me, <laughs> and that's fine. And like, and they can they can walk away at that point. And then other people are gonna like get a little closer, or you know, like maybe cut off a slice and be like, "This isn't the right." No, I I don't think so. This doesn't really this doesn't remind me of bread. This isn't really for me. But for people who actually try the brown bread in a can, they'll be like, "That's bread." No, like yeah, actually that is bread. As it turns out, there's there's bread in that can. I didn't think there was bread in a can. Turns out you can can bread. And this is canned brown bread. And it's pretty good. It's brown bread and you can do a lot of stuff with it. It's easy to bring around. It doesn't go bad. If you're if you're into it, listen, you're into it. You can have this brown bread. You can warm it up. You can slather it with some butter. Is you, you can make a little sandwich. You can do like a little breakfast thing. Lots of options. Nice side. Sure. A lot of people aren't going to get that far. A lot of people are gonna get, are gonna see canned brown bread, and they're not even gonna open that can up. But for those who do, they'll find some pretty good bread, surprisingly good bread. All right, I have one question. Yeah. 
Pop top? No, 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 no. You you, you got to get the can opener. And and like if you got that like for it. if you got if you got that clampy thing that'll do. But really, what you need is that like you got to like crank it the with the old fashioned style. Like it's it's, like, it's Swiss Army like knife. A, yeah, the Swiss Army knife type of thing. If you really want to if you really want to feel like you worked for that brown bread. And also, it's a little dangerous, and you're like, oh, let me get that. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. I cut myself. How the hell did that happen? All right. Well, never mind. Fuck that bread. And I was like, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I guess you didn't want it that bad. That bread's going to be fine without you. All right. Sorry. Now, now I'm more curious. Have you ever toasted it? Have I ever had it? Toasted it. I have, I have never personally toasted it. Uh, I, my... The breadth and depth of my experience is having it warmed up and throwing a slab of butter on top yeah because like i i know it's not but like everything in my brain is saying it's in a can so it's liquid i'm just like like i know there's no canning liquid in this thing but like i'm just imagining just sopping like 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 a sponge of bread just like out of the can. Why? <laughs> because yeah. this is where my brain is. I've opened That's... a lot of cans recently for tacos and stuff. I've like had conversations with people. Cans. From time oh, oh. to time, I've had a quick conversation with somebody, and I yeah. felt that they saw me as just a giant sponge of bread. What comes in cans that are dry? Don't fucking say soup. There ain't no dry soup, Aaron. I wasn't going to say soup. I saw it in your eyes. You're going to say soup. Okay, I guess There's not... dry soup, but it doesn't come in cans. No, it, it does. In it comes in boxes. And then it makes great onion dip, which I have been eating every night for the past three nights. I'm running out of chips, but that fucking... The onion dip does not go away. It is eternal. Aaron, I bought you time. You've had this long to think of something dry that comes in a can. Okay, so I guess I kind of, like, fucked myself over here. Yeah, you did. Because I guess the thing I was thinking of specifically, maybe because it's bread, is, like, like crescent rolls or, like, something. That's uh, not, like, a full can, but, like, it's kind of mm, like a can. It's a, I'd call that a tube. That's kind of where my brain was going. I was like, that's why I'm picturing this bread. Like, if you yeah. pop the top, it's just, like, kind of, like, yeah. crescent rolls no, out it. of there. I, I get it. No, I'm thinking, like, full on, like, not, and not even, like... I'm thinking mixed vegetables, like can. Ew. But I don't know why, but that is like the wettest thing. I very wet. I like That's maybe just said. because nice. Maybe because I empty <laughs> green beans. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please tell me we're at minute sixty-nine. <laughs> God, nice. <laughs> uh, but no, I just I don't know why, but like. The can of mixed vegetables is the wettest one, and like, green beans are fine, mushrooms are fine, even corn's fine. Potatoes, I don't know. Not too bad. Potatoes, I'm usually hungover when I'm, when I'm opening out of a can. Canned so. corn works great. I would say comparable to frozen corn, at least. But th- those, that's that's just a little insight into my mind, and I guess a further insight into my mind is that I would, I think I would be sourdough, because. Uh, for starters, it's pretentious as fuck. Uh, you don't you don't get 
a whole lot of it at a, at a time. But, like, when it shows up, you're pretty jazzed about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you want to, like, uh, like know and understand sourdough, like, that's a fucking thing to do. Like, you gotta look into starters and, like, oh, shit, now I gotta keep a thing alive in my fridge? What? What? Mm-hmm. Like, I need a flower. I need to feed this thing? It's... I make bread. What? It what? feeds me. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's a whole lot of nuance and speciality to it. Like, you gotta, you gotta use, like, a fucking Dutch oven and stuff. And if you're me, you just wreck the Dutch oven the first time that you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you have it, like, it's really good. It pairs really well with a lot of things. As simple as a slab of butter, fantastic. Like, grilled onto, like, a fancy fucking um, cheese sandwich with, you know, like, caramelized onions and apples, fantastic. It's sturdy as fuck. But, like, even in the midst of all these different flavors, you still get that sourdough taste in it. Like, mm-hmm. it's still itself, and it's, like, weird, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I'm kind of crusty. But, um... Boom! Yeah, that's that's my thoughts on, on bread for me. All right. Cool. Uh, let's go with you, Fitzboy. Uh, number of 1 through 25, except for 8. 17. 17. All right, Connor. Oh, this is a good one. And I'm going to ask him first. How many seagulls can you take in a fight? <laughs> How many seagulls can I take in a fight? At least a dozen. Okay. Ooh. I, All right. I'm assuming that these are garden variety seagulls, that they haven't been trained. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We were kind of looking at Hampton Beach yeah. seagulls, so like, yeah, the, yeah. I think seagulls, they, know. They, they would know to go for the yeah. eyes, you know. Yeah. So Connor, I think how this response is going to be, it will be Aaron and I discussing our discussion that we had. Mm-hmm. So we will, uh, at least I will say, I'm going to have us leave the floor to you. You could take uh, a dozen garden variety seagulls. At least no, but but more than that, I think. Uh, okay. I'm going to assume. I think pro- I, most common area you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in a uh, in a death combat with a group of seagulls is probably the beach. So I'm going to assume that I, I don't get to come into this with a flamethrower or anything. This is just me in my environment and a bunch of seagulls. Uh, I think I could probably scrounge up a towel and catch some of them as we go. And, you know, like, once they're contained, you just got to step on, on them a couple of times, and then you're okay. Uh, and if I can get something over my eyes... I don't think that seagulls can do, like, really deep damage. I'm going to say... Assuming they're not coordinated, and I can <laughs> hold my terror... You're not... Uh, <laughs> assuming they're not a seagull militia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like if somebody trained the seagulls to attack people i would be a lot less confident yeah it's just one seagull just 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 a a seagull team six taking you out <laughs> uh oh, come on that yeah. was funny fuck you i don't <laughs> i don't need any any uh shiv wielding seagulls in this combat <laughs> just a fucking razor clam just comes up gets your throat <laughs> Um, if I'm really motivated to fight them yeah because it's a battle to the death and they're just going to keep coming at me and there's no escape I think I could take as many as 40 seagulls in a fight 40 
42, I, your exhaustion needs to kick in. Oh, wait, no, adrenaline's a fuck you thing. Yeah, but I, that's a lot of seagulls. That's a lot of seagulls. You, but the thing is, you don't have to kill all of them all at once. All you gotta do is knock out one of their wings and then come back for them later. If you keep moving, after you knock out one wing on any of the individual seagulls, which is not that hard, they got hollow friggin' bones, then you just come back for it later. You just need to disable the 40 seagulls first, and then you kill them. <laughs> and then execute them mercilessly. I assume that's required. Ruthless? They're, that's what, hey, hey, listen, they're executing me. They've mobbed me. 40 seagulls? This is as many days and nights as Jesus went without food or water in the desert. I am not going to, I'm not going to take pity on these seagulls by making sure that they don't suffer when I kill them. They can, they can limp around for a little while as pathetic piles of squawk and feather until I get around to ending them. All right. Okay. Before, I think before we get into, into our explanation, which, spoiler alert, is vastly different than yours. Very. I do have a follow-up question. What if you were armed? If I were armed? And, and I'm going to say... You were okay. I'm gonna say you're at the beach, but you're you know you're with you're with the missus, and you're like you know I'm gonna make a, like a nice fancy little you know like little fresh sandwich as I'm doing. So you happen to bring a chef's knife and a cutting board, so like you were able to like prep some nice charcuterie for you and she as you are yeah. sipping wine, even though you're not allowed. But it's okay because you got koozies. Nice. Man, fuck these seagulls! I'm having a great day. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I get, I gave him motive now. So how many can you take out for that? My wife is here. Fifty seagulls, <laughs> at least, and then, and you're telling me, and I have a knife. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't think I'm gonna have ears at the end of this. No one's gonna want to <laughs> like looking at me. <laughs> a knife? I don't think I would reach for a knife. I would probably reach for the wine bottle more than anything else. Okay. Still, break, breaks all the seagulls' bones, leaves them in excruciating pain, only to stomp them to death later. Yeah, no, I'm not going to use a knife. That's not humane. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's going to be effective is my problem. I, I don't want to cut the seagulls. I want to break them. <laughs> this is a blunt weapon problem. Uh, if I've got something <laughs> heavy in, to swing at them... <laughs> go another 20 seagulls 60 I mean the, seagulls era the first thing that they say is you need to be fucked up to be a shrink um. <laughs> every shrink needs a shrink all right so another 20 Six. seagulls so you are up to 70 seagulls based on your additional 10 with wife rage and 20 with your your weapon is is 70 your final answer yeah yeah if i've got a a blunt object to beat them with yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay. So, when we were at the beach and having this discussion, four. Five would be too many. What? Mm-hmm. You have yep. so little faith in yourselves. S- so, here's the Do you have the any thing. idea how long it would take five seagulls to kill you? Here's, here's the way that I'm looking at it. Seagulls are not but rats with wings, and rats are tenacious. Seagulls are violent, 
angry, just kind of like the fucked up, just bastards of like avian life. Like, there's like I've watched seagulls undo locks on coolers. Like, these guys know how to use their beaks. Like, they're gonna rip through my Achilles tendon while I'm not looking. Like, this, the reason that Aaron and I came up with four is because three is manageable. Because with three, you can always be, you know, fighting one off and know where the other other two are generally. Like, four is pushing it because you can, like, at least incapacitate the one and then focus your energy on the other three. But once you get, like all five up in there it's just wings it's just squawking there's just pecking like you're you're because like reflex is going to take over you're going to start guarding vital eyeball gushy organs that they're going to be going for and then that's when that little fucker right on your ankle well you're they they ripped out like a fucking worm out of the ground is there anything that you'd like to add i don't want to be the only person talking No, or even I think where I was coming from, it's like always keep an eye on your opponent. Yeah. So like if you have 70 seagulls, you can't have eyes on all. I mean, maybe Connor would actually be able to find a way. I know I wouldn't be able to find a way to have eyes on all 70 seagulls. No non-canned bread person. So that's a Connor special. That's you definitely. Bread into this. You're, this is, you're this har- is no fight for a dinner roll. Hardened by the other it is is definitely a Fitzy yeah. special. Yeah. So I think, you know, three or four, like Evan said, you can definitely manage that. You can see them. You can kind of deal. But you have that fifth just, like, sneak attack you from behind while you're so focused on what's in front of you. Even if it doesn't, like, rip your Achilles tendon out like a worm, if it just, like hit my leg i would be spooked enough because i didn't see it coming that would open myself up for any other seagull attacks from the ones i was currently fighting i mean and they do say in boxing the hardest punch is the one that you don't see coming so also and like have you have you seen hampton beach seagulls connor like i swear to god there's one up to the up to my knee i'm not a small dude you know this yeah they're yeah, yeah. big fucking angry birds it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. do you want to take on an ostrich? No. Do you want to take on five mini ostriches? No. Listen, I would not mess with an ostrich. I'll tell you that. No, that thing will kick right through your stomach. Like, freaking, uh, uh, what's the, the kung fu sp- uh, Enter the fist. Yeah. Uh, but, listen, I, and I, I get your argument that, that seagulls are vicious, awful, tenacious creatures. You know what else is a vicious, awful, tenacious creature? A Connor human Fitz. being whose life is threatened, and yes, in particular, I think <laughs> me. If I, because if I were on the beach, and a swarm of like a flock of seagulls killed me, that would really piss me off. I, that like would be really really upset. <laughs> Thank you. I was thinking the same thing. Sorry, Connor. Can you repeat that? I was being an asshole and not listening. And I, unlike. People in the future, i.e. us, can't rewind and listen. <laughs> yeah, ju- just the concept of being killed by a flock of seagulls. It would need to be, you know, a swarm before I could reasonably allow myself to uh, die. It's, it's 71. Swarm. 70. Fine. <laughs> okay, follow-up question, though. If you were to be killed, both of you, okay, by a flock of seagulls, 
would you be comfortable with your family putting that in your obituary? Yes. Too strange not to include in the obit. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree both ways. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I'm and I will ask. I'm gonna ask this. You will answer for, um, your own question first. But I want to pose: uh, Is it Flock of Seagulls the birds or Flock of Seagulls the band? <laughs> so, um, but would you, would you, would you want that in your obit? Absolutely, it's too great not to include. It really is. Don't. If if I die, well, when I die, when I'm 158, like, do not put, like, she passed away peacefully in her home surrounded by her loved ones. Snooze fest. Boring. I don't want to go out that way. Um, I'd rather someone, you know. Even if that's how I go, don't put it in my obituary. No one wants to read that. Like, make it spicy. Make it snappy. You know, you got to pay per word anyway. So, like, cut the fluff. But died screaming in agony as Peagle, seagulls ripped out her eyes. I think great. Yeah, ripped out what they want. Her Achilles heel like a worm. Yeah, that was very descriptive. It was. It was extremely <laughs> descriptive. I was like, where did Evan get that? Have from? you ever seen like gifs no. on, online of people's like Achilles snapping? No. 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 This is why I barely go on the internet. Okay, I thought this was a far more normal thing. Like, it's just, okay. Okay. It was just, okay. No. Alright, well, it's very rubber bandy, but also kind of wormy. Ew. Well, anyway, my part of my idea on, on 70 seagulls is at a certain point, like, you've maxed out on how much damage output a flock of seagulls can do to you. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think more than... 15 seagulls can reasonably have access to your body at any given moment anyway. And at that point, you can't miss. You know, you don't need to see the seagulls. You just got to flail. Just rely on your superior bone structure and musculature. And, like, if you fall over, you're going to take out a couple of seagulls. Like, get on your back and just turtle it. Just, like, kick and punch and do whatever you got to do. Uh, and, and obviously hold on to one, one, one arm is not going to be punching because it will be maintaining your genitalia because that will be very exposed in that, in that particular situation. But like, if you just put a towel on your head, like, I don't think a seagull could bite through a towel, you know? So if you can find like, just, if you can arm yourself with a towel, like how fearsome is your opponent, you know? I think there's validity to your argument. I also don't, but I don't know how sharp seagulls' beaks are, and like, I oh mean, we've 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 watched evolution take its course over the past eighty years since people started flocking to, flocking to beaches, training these rats to to become smarter, craftier, violenter. I mean, this year I did also see a seagull attempt to eat a dirty diaper, <laughs> so. Like, even if they don't kill you in the moment, you just get you're, get, you're getting something that's probably going to take you out within the next, like, 60 days. So, you, you, yeah. might, you might survive the initial fight, but I think you lose the war. Yeah, I could get to the hospital after 70 seagulls, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I might succumb to my injuries. But, but those seagulls would succumb first. Mm. Oh, man. Fuck, that was great. All right. I think we got to put the seagulls to rest. <laughs> That's what I plan on doing. 
heard. Um, all right. Uh, boop, 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 doop, doop. Um, let's go with... Let's go with 20. Let's just go straight 20. Number is 20. All right. What's your favorite weird animal name? Oh, there are a lot of good weird animals out there. Yeah. See, I don't know if I have one. I don't, I can't even think of one. Okay. Favorite weird animals. All right. So, unfortunately, I don't think that this is uh, going to be as bombastic as the seagulls conversation. Um, so to help you guys with the thought process, I'm, um, I think I put this one on the document. You definitely did. And I don't recognize it, so this is fun. So I have two interpretations of it, and to pad out time and just foster thought. Um, so my two favorite animal names. So my favorite actual an- animals. Animal. An- am I having a stroke? And a- am, am I dying? Ah, Stick out your arm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my favorite actual like biological animal name, not like classification, but name, is um, Gunter's Dick Dick. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but it's specifically Gunter's, and it's D-I-K-D-I-K. It's just a tiny little deer. It makes me happy whenever I see it. It um, it secretes like odor. Um, it's got like odor glands right below its eyes that just like looks like heavy bags uh, of sleeplessness. It's like it goes up to like your your shin and it just like rubs its face oh. against trees to mark its territory. It's absolutely adorable, um, and I don't know. They just they just make me happy. And I think I think Dick Dick is a funny name, uh, even if it's Deek Deek. I don't know how it's pronounced, but I just it's just cute. It just makes me laugh, um, and. When I learned about them the first time, I was at the Natural History Museum in D.C., I think. Might have been Smithsonian. I don't know. I don't know places. I'm sorry. I'm a jackass. Uh, but I was there with um, I was there with Nate, and I saw them. I'm like, oh, that thing's so cute. And I look up, and just the way that the museum has uh, set things up, a uh, leopard was lounging waiting to kill it so that it's just a you know it's great it's cute it's adorable nature nice. is awful nice implied so, murder in that yeah. museum yeah and and my favorite part about that was uh there was blood dripping from the leopard's mouth it was a great touch um hmm. but my favorite other like i guess weird animal name mm-hmm. um is if i were to ever own a cat i would name it cement Oh, you must you must tell us why, you must. Oh, this the story is not good. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Leah was uh, showing, like uh, Leah saw my phone, and um, she's like, oh, you know, it's like my phone is like the people who like own dogs. It's like because it's you, and it's like an RC picture, and it's like really, it's like really cool. It's like this is my this is my dog. It's a golden retriever. Like blah 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 blah, and like. And I have like a really dumb picture of Leah on my phone at the time. And she goes, and you choose something fucking stupid. And it's like, this is my cat. Its name is Cement. I love it. And I'm like, I'm naming a cat Cement. That's too good of a name for a cat. I love it. So that would be the weird choice. I mean, other than like a human name, I feel like human names are always like 
weird for animals, but... I do not enjoy the human name for an animal. I think it's a waste of a name. There are just so many Stevens and Carls around. But not a lot of, like, you know, Zeppos. Oh, that's a good one. Is that your weird animal name? It is not. Uh, no. So I think I'm actually, I think I'm going to add a third category of weird animal oh, name. fuck yeah. Let's do it. So I'll let's start off this with shit all to hell. the actual weird animal with the actual weird name is the bony eared ass fish. <laughs> oh, uh, is, is, is it, is it what it says on the tin? You know what? It just looks like a rather unappealing eel altogether. But there's something about a weird bone projection and I, an ass fish, I guess, is something that was already... Like, this is a specific type of ass fish. I don't know why they'd called the other ass fish ass fish. But then this one had some bone things. And mm. it's a good name. It's very good. It's like, you get the sense that there was a very disgruntled marine biologist who was like, one day I will discover a new species. And it was like, this fucking thing? This is what I get to discover? <laughs> Fuck this bony-eared motherfucking ass-looking fish. And that's... And it stuck. And it was just... And he was like, yeah, that's... You know what? I'm just gonna be angry about it for all of eternity. Uh, my favorite weird name for an animal is... Uh, for a dog, something that I think would just make you look extremely incompetent if you ever lost your dog or needed them to come back is Whistle. You just name your dog Whistle, and so if you ever lose them or need them to come back, you just go, Whistle! 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 That's really good. I really like that. That's very funny. It's like yeah, it's kind of a joke you play just, on yourself. Yeah. Mm. Uh, do you not know how? Oh, no, no, I can. That's just my dog. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's what I do. That's how they, that's what I get them to do. Come. Whistle! Yeah. Uh, so third category of uh, animal, weird animal name is a name for an animal that already has a name, but it needs a new one, a new one, which is better. And I think off the top of my head, uh, there are a couple of different ones. Like, so in the genre of trash panda for raccoon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've heard of ferrets referred to as fluffy snakes. Okay. Mm. Which is very good. I think that, that it, it describes a lot of their characteristics. Okay. I think, I think on that category, the one that I've seen on the internet that I like would be danger noodle for snake. Very good. So that's, that's pretty top notch. I got nothing on this one. Do you got anything for any of the categories? We've given you three now. Three categories. Would you like to? In. Would you like to make up a weird animal name? Would I, you, Would I, you like to call? I don't know, like gerbils. I don't know, furry golf balls. I've heard of seals yeah. referred to as uh, uh, water puppies. Oh, I've heard them like dogs of the sea. They're cute. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple in the ocean at the Cape not too long ago. And I, like, beelined for them. So that was good. Um, cool. There's usually sharks in the water. Yeah. Yeah. Figured that out after the fact. Cool. I was like, I want to see one close up. And Mars was like, 
you don't go to the seals. And yeah. I was like, but there are like five. She's yeah. like, you don't go to the seals. Yeah, if the shark doesn't get you, the seal's going to fuck you up. Whatever. Let alone the five seagulls in lying in wait. <laughs> that, that is fine. I would rather take on one seal than five seagulls. Oh my God, 500 pounds of blubber. <laughs> yeah, I would rather take that on. Um, but no, I even tried to Google weird animal names and nothing felt right. It was like, striped pajama squid and uh, no that's kind of boring um on the list of 20 weirdest animals was your pink fairy armadillo though and that's uh, not, like, a weird name oh, i love pink so fairy armadillos weird. they're so, so small and they're so cute i just like small things apparently I, that's what she said oh, yeah. um <laughs> it makes me feel better about myself <laughs> they look unnecessarily fuzzy too and like mm-hmm. you didn't need to have that little frill on the outside of those those little overlapping armor plates but you had them anyway I love armadillos. They're so They're fucking cute. great. <laughs> but no, it was very disappointing. Oh, but I did find out. Um, so, Connor, I've decided during quarantine that jellyfish are one of my favorite animals. That is a hard zag. You <laughs> <laughs> thought um, she was going to zig. <laughs> jellyfish are not very appealing. Oh, have you seen baby jellyfish, though? Very cute. I have seen Finding Nemo. Which did no, feature the, a baby jellyfish. No, the real life where, where we live. Like the little no. clear ones yeah. that are so, oh my god, they're it, it's, adorable. It's pretty great. No. No, I have not. <laughs> but because jellyfish, they like, don't have a brain and they just have like a complex nervous system that just kind of allows them to like exist safely. They're kind of like the ultimate, like I'm just vibing and I'm just like making it through kind of thing. Um... So I like that. I respect that. I, I, I want to be that one day. I want to be a jellyfish one day. Um, but on this weird list, apparently there is a fried egg jellyfish. What? Which has Ooh. like a, a milky white kind of outside, but like their, oh my God, their complex like nervous system center looks like an egg yolk and it's really cool. Oh, so I'm there's a fun so, fact for you. I'm so appreciative of the scientist who named this jellyfish because they <laughs> nailed it 100%. I could easily see them being like, like, oh, it's the solar system jellyfish. It's like, no, dude, it's so obviously a fried egg. It's obviously a fried egg. It almost looks like um, like a dessert from the side, too. Yeah, like oh, custard or something. Like flan. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Oh man, this is so. Oh, this is so good. I also so would have accepted fun flan jellyfish. That is very fun, and it looks like it's on a bed of miscellaneous pills. Okay, well, I guess yeah, that's uh, uh, that's one major difference between our breakfast of choice. Uh, I was thinking sprinkles. Yes. Um, you still looking up weird animal names? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, this isn't a crazy name, but according to treehugger.com, it is the frilled necked lizard. And it's essentially that is those, so normal. It's those lizards from holes that like killed yeah. kissing Kate Barlow. And that part of the movie scared me so much when like they dug the hole, whatever, and all the fucking lizards were there. The I thought Shia LaBeouf and Lil Zero were going to die. Yep. That was like. Probably my first dress rash. It was very good. Anyway. I do appreciate how the... It was probably the first 
story of my childhood where racism was the villain all along. What a good movie. I enjoyed it. Holes was, like, really good. It was well done. In a very realistic... Also, the rich person was Mm -hmm. also the villain, which I appreciate in retrospect. Yeah. And then, and then he was he was he met financial ruin, which is great. A lot of a lot of things to like about that story. Uh, in 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 response to the, I, I just want to be a jellyfish one day. I had a uh, I was in a class right. and in like the icebreaker, like hey everybody, give me your name and like what name what year you are in the program, la la la, and uh, what what animal would you be if you could be any animal, and. Like you, you kind of expect half the half of the class is like, oh, a dog or a cat, because like, wow, my dog just like is fun and like lays around all day and eats and that's it. And mm-hmm. at the at the end of the like, everybody went around and the professor was like, hey everybody. So I heard a lot of people talking about pets, and I just want to make like a quick, quick shout out to self care because you all obviously are in desperate need of a break. Because when everybody, like when half of the class is saying, hey, the animal I would most want to be is an animal that gets to relax and do nothing in particular. That probably says something about a need you might have in your life right now. And I was sitting in the class thinking like, well, I I said that I wanted to be that weird uh, dog dragon that is our mascot uh, because it could (laughs) breathe fire and was also magical. Uh, but but I think that you're right, Professor. I think that self care is something that's pretty important for us as a as a group of graduate students. It's very good. I mean, I could I could see that though. Like that question goes a little bit deeper, actually, than yeah. just. We'll be sure to add it to the docket for a different night. Cause like, yeah, I I could use like not a brain for. Rest of my life, yeah, for sure. I, I I know my answer is always what I'm lacking to. <laughs> so, and I'm like an eagle because I want to fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there could be some like deep sister Marlene hidden meaning to you, like wanting to fly or some shit. Because you know, nothing is ever. No, it no, it's what it says on the tin. Listen, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Every now and then, <laughs> turns out not everything has a deeper meaning. Sometimes the door is just red. Sometimes the curtains are just yellow. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I just feel like it would be cool to know what it's like to fly and go fast and have a lot of wind in your face because that's a fun thing and freedom and such. And also eating mice. Looking up from like hundreds of feet in the air and going like, "Oh, you are dead," <laughs> and then but making like, it happen. There's no deeper meaning there. Freedom is he feel? Are you feeling caged? You mentioned freedom is what you're searching for in this. Not really. I feel like <laughs> feel like I'm doing okay freedom wise. You just you just want to fly and eat just, mice. Just want to fly and eat mice, hmm. and after killing the mice. Maybe I oh, hate God. mice. Maybe that's my thing. All right. Um, I think that's the note I'd like to end it on. <laughs> would, would you eat any... Nope, are there any rodents cool. you would eat? Like, would you eat a squirrel? Oh, hands down, yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, I would eat most anything. There's um a girl I used to work I'd with. I'd try most anything. That's fair. Um, a girl I used to work with, she was from... Czechoslovakia. Uh, worse, Florida. Um, <laughs> she was from, like... Flor, I think like the- Florida. 
like swampy kind of Florida. Um, she's great though, love her to death. But she was like talking about how like she would eat like possum as like a delicacy, like killed in her backyard as a kid, and I was just like, what? Ew. That girl's got parasites. <laughs> like, oh, she's eating squirrel, but just like, like killing random rodent-y animals from her backyard and then eating them. Like, if I could buy, I mean, I wouldn't, but like, if I went to a place and they were like, oh, here's like, I don't know. In a realm where I'm eating possum, if, like, it came from, like, a good distributor. Yeah, would you, would you eat FDA-approved like, possum? Yeah, like, clean possum, clean rodent? Maybe. Maybe. But, like, backyard Florida rodent? No fucking way. Anyway, sorry. Tangent. Mm. Yeah, I think Alabama possum would be kind of a push for me, let alone Florida mm. possum. So, like, mm. Mm-mm. I'd do it, though. If you just give me the, the, the muscly parts... Just leave the organs out of it, and I'll be happy. Yeah. And cook it really well, because I do not want parasites. No. 165. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, it's all she wrote. Yeah. Trial podcast. Hey gang, thanks again for listening to the trial episode of uh, The Answer's a Lemon. Uh, sorry that we changed the title so many times. Um, but if you would like to uh, have your own questions answered by us, uh, send us an email at lemonanswers at gmail.com. Or you can connect with us online for a whole parasocial experience on TikTok and Instagram at The Answer is a Lemon. Um, but most of all, uh, more than anything, um, if you want to help us out, give us five stars on iTunes, leave a nice little review, and more importantly than that, just uh, share it with the people you love, the people you hate, you know, whoever you think might enjoy this. Um, but thank you for giving us your time. Um, be well, and uh, hear you in the next one. Bye.